in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Now, I'm going to do something interesting. Sure, right. <laughs> and by interesting, well, that, I meant different. That never happens at all. I know. Uh, I'm going to talk about something I haven't seen yet because... That's, that seems strange. It does. But I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, here, let me, let me buckle in. I'm in for the ride. We both enjoy the Bluth family business. True story, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like bananas as who doesn't, the next person. Who doesn't like... We, we love our Jason Bateman... I don't even, I think adore. I think I adore Jason Bateman. Yeah. Arrested Development, funny, funny, funny. And then it came back. Now, here was the problem. The problem was everyone in Arrested Development got so famous, they couldn't schedule everybody together. So Netflix brought it back twice. They aired the first half of the final season, season five, a few months ago. Going into it, you're going to notice that a lot of the characters aren't interacting with each other at the same room at the same time. Not in the same way that, say, you experienced it when it was on Fox. Like right. For those three, I want to say like 2001 to 2004, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- very, very short uh, run. But I think Fox also gave them um, a bit more of a chance just because mm-hmm. of the, the outcry of fan support. For what was legitimately a a low rated show, like not a lo, not low on quality, mind you, but just the the ratings were not were not there. The first season of Arrested Development is just to me hilarious, and it's kind of like an inside funny. It's not really a laugh out loud, um, but talking about the um, the nearly nudes and all of that, it's, it's just, just it, it's it, funny. It's on. It's hard to really adequately describe the way the same way that like if you haven't watched like 30 rock or the office mm-hmm. like you really just need to sit down and watch right. it arrested development is the first three seasons at least are probably some of the funniest like in it's 22 minutes yeah i want to say the episode just you have just chock-a-block full of just entertain like i said it's not always laugh out loud no sometimes you've got to think about it a little while, which may have been the show's problem. That's true. Like, and it's and it's different. It is oh, real wow. different. Is it that, like one of the characters has an affair with Liza Minnelli? Like at one point, like the family owns like a successful banana business. Mm-hmm. Like just the oh, uh, the directors like of uh, Interested Development, the guys that do uh, Infinity War and Endgame, mm-hmm. actually like cut their teeth. On that show, and the uh, what is it the the vehicle that has the stairs on it? Like what is that? Yes, that's a, that's the thing for airplanes. It uh, actually appears in Civil War. <laughs> like they just they put it in there as a little Easter egg. Oh, that's funny. So I mean, like legit everyone, like the actors, like the the writers, the some of the directors and producers 
are now making like two billion dollar mm-hmm. movies. Like so, it was no surprise when it came back last year, and they couldn't get everyone together at the same time. I did watch it. It was amusing, and yet I did not find as much joy in watching it as I did the other seasons. For a sense of closure, I will watch this final few episodes, but Netflix is kind of burying it. The actors aren't doing a press junket. There wasn't any huge thing saying, hey, the final few episodes of Arrested Development's out. It dropped a few days ago, and it exists. Maybe your time will be better spent just rewatching the first season. I, but for closure's sake, I will watch it. I, I don't think it's the problem that this this show runs into, particularly the Netflix seasons, is the same problem that a lot of just like tremendously successful like the conversations you have about like films that you love that have sequels that are exceptional. I think it's kind of a Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 situation. Mm -hmm. Is Ghostbusters 2 a bad movie? No. No, it absolutely isn't. Like, it's infinitely quotable. Like, probably one of the funniest movies that came out in 1989. Is it better than Ghostbusters? No. Like, there's no... Nothing is. There's absolutely no way you can argue that point and be correct or not, like, committed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm just telling you, anybody ever says that to you, like, they're crazy, get them a straitjacket. They're not from around here. They're from an alien world. That's the only other explanation. That's all I can think of. So that, that's why I say I have not seen it. Arrested Development is binge-worthy. Maybe not the last few seasons, but it is binge-worthy. Well, you've, all, you've got situations of shows that, like, we sometimes we almost have to quantify, especially if we're talking about entire runs and not, like, just season drops. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the X-Files. Is the X-Files binge-worthy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, is the last two and a half seasons of the yeah. X Files binge worthy? Maybe when Duchovny decides to phone it in, like, <laughs> and that's what he—that's what he's doing the last like two and a half years. Like he's phoning it in. The first six, seven—it was glorious. They're really good, but like at the point that Duchovny, I think he was just tired of you know doing a show. And when you've done something for six, seven years, I get that. Like I—I I don't know that I've. Well, I certainly haven't been on a TV show that long or a Ever. TV show. <laughs> so I, I don't know what it's like. And I mean, I guess there's only so many ways like you can play that character and keep it interesting. Um, but uh, again, like I was saying, it, can you have binge worthy parts of series? Yeah. And I, I think this is not quite to the level that like X-Files found itself in. Mm-hmm. Like even even the the well, I guess it does apply. Fox has had two more Additional seasons after those first nine, is it, am I right? I lost I think track. I think it's 10 and 11. I don't even know how they ended it. They had done like short, like five episode, 10 episode. Um, and some of the episodes are exceptional. Like I would put them with the best episodes of the series. And others of them, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> this is just stupid. And Chris Carter, the creator of the X-Files, shares my birthday. Like he makes me want him to get off my birthday sometimes (laughs) it just it makes me a little angry in a way that it will never harm anybody and it's uh yeah it affects no one in any way kind of angry so arrested development all of it is now available to be seen there will be no more arrested development how they ended up i don't know but i didn't jump right in to see it when i even when i knew it was on jason bateman wakes up in Teen Wolf 2. 
<laughs> Realizes everything's a dream. Everything was a dream of his Teen Wolf 2 character. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, where we tell you what we think is worth watching, streaming everywhere, and from high atop the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center, Jane Ellen here with Adam Cravens. Now, you've seen a new thing. It's a Netflix original? Yes. 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 We're talking about the movie, correct? Yes, the yes. movie. The movie. Triple Frontier. It's got... This movie was made so even more people could win the Kevin Bacon Association game. I think, like, it really has this ridiculous... Like, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but it's... It's a Netflix movie, and I don't think they necessarily carry the prestige of getting like a, a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Affleck, um, Oscar Isaacs, um, there, there is like just this team of talent that you normally do not see for films that are not uh, again In a theater. Yeah, like the, the soundtrack on this film. Look, Triple Frontier is the name of the the film. So I'm wondering, because I saw a little bit of it, and it looked good. Jim watched it. I forgot to ask what he thought of it. But anyway, I know he was watching it, and I saw enough to go. It really looked like a theatrical movie, but I knew it wasn't. Do you think, let's let's project five years from now, mm-hmm. maybe even ten, will theaters go the way of Blockbuster? I I don't think you will ever see theaters completely dissipate. But... In the same way that we now rent movies either digitally or we red box them, like instead of going to a brick and mortar location to rent them, I think you're you won't see your art house projects. Like I I I think you've more that middle kind of middling budgeted film. Um, I I don't think that's going to exist anymore in the theaters. It's going to well, a Disney owns you know ninety seven percent of it already. Um, I think it is going to become just basically a house for your your blockbusters. Like Avengers gets to go there. Star Wars gets mm-hmm. to go there. Um, Frozen 2 gets to go there. Like kind of those ones that are tailor-made to have $250 million opening weekends that are going to gross up, you know, $1.5 billion in the lifetime run. But you don't see movies, again, that are just kind of that smaller, maybe $50, 60000000 million like budgeted mm-hmm. film. Sometimes you get lucky and you get a Deadpool out of right. it, which had a ridiculously low budget and just kind of blew expect- expectations away. Those kind of films are going to be relegated to like a Hulu original or a mm-hmm. Disney Plus original or um, a Netflix original. And I, relegation, I, I, like, I, I know there is probably a certain stigma, a negative stigma, to it, and I don't mean it in a pejorative sense because this film was. If I did not know that it was a Netflix original, if I had just picked this thing up, found it one day on Netflix, I would have not been able to tell that it was not like the production value, mm-hmm. the cast, like the soundtrack alone. I guarantee you, cost like ten million dollars. They're not getting like the kids bop versions right. of these songs. Like if they play you something that the Rolling Stones sang, the Rolling Stones are singing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the, the, nothing about it looks cheap. And you have got like actors mm-hmm. like in these roles. And I, like I said, it, 
it kind of begs the the question about this. Um, I think Steven Spielberg had even raised it about. Um, He's not real happy. And I, I think it's kind of funny coming from like a man that 40 years ago basically changed the face of cinema and the way that like we ingested entertainment. Like to say that Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark changed the way people go to movies like <laughs> is is underselling it. Like he essentially created the summer blockbuster for Steven Spielberg to be getting on to something that is essentially changing the way that we ingest Mm-hmm. Entertainment um, almost seems like it's it's hypocritical uh, uh, of him. Like he's saying, like it needs to be in a theater. Like if you're getting the entertainment to people, like what? Okay, that I, it feels like to me like somebody that performed in a Greek chorus is like, no, 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 no. You should only be able to see these performed like at the Parthenon. We don't need them recorded in moving pictures. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's not the way like you're supposed to watch Oedipus. All right. Like don't, don't watch it like at a movie house with a motion picture. (laughs) And that's how they would talk. I mean, to be fair, Steven Spielberg is an old white man. So a, a, a lot of times they seem to have the hardest time accepting new things. And I think that's, that's the problem. Like he's protecting something that like, I'm going to go ahead. He's kind of the king of like, was ready player one as good as Jaws? No, but like that, that guy can still make a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, so this one, the story is these guys are all vets. Their lives suck, but they have a particular set of talents. They do. Um, I don't know that necessarily their, their, their lives suck, but they feel like to a certain extent, like they're owed something. Mm-hmm. One of the characters even makes the assertion that said, if we had the level of success we did in our field in any other like job, like we would be sitting at the, like we would be, you know, the CEOs, we would be the ones that were raking in that money, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds a drug Lord in South America. And like this guy's a bad guy. Like he kills like good people, like he he's knee deep in drugs. Like there's nothing about this guy that's good. Like he's got a family, mm-hmm. but like they, they th- this gentleman right here is one of those people that like if you heard in, you know, on, on the the news or whatever, oh, this guy was, you know, killed like in the middle of the street. No, nobody cries. Yeah. Nobody cries about it. Kind of like an Edie mean type of thing. It's like, oh good, he's dead now. Like you're just you're kinda like you're not shedding tears. So they go after a bad guy to mess stuff up and get his money? Not. They don't even go after, like, him. Oh. Basically, his the, more or less, it is learned that his house operates as his safe. Like, uh. so they they have intel that tells him he probably has about $75 million, mm-hmm. like, at his house. And they're... They were going to seize this for, I don't remember the agency, um, but more or less Oscar Isaac's character comes to them and says, what if we don't do it through this agency? We do it and we keep the money. So they all have jobs together? They they used to be part of like an elite like squadron, mm-hmm. but now like one of them sells condos, like yeah. one of them does, like they're, they're, they've all split apart. They're not like working together. Oscar Isaacs is still working kind of like within, it's a private sector now, but Got he's it. still doing those kind of, he finds this information, comes to it, 
brings his old team back together and he's just like, listen, guys, like we start splitting this up. Like we don't, we don't ever work again. Like we're, and it's not like we're stealing this from like a good, decent person. Like if I, if we don't do this, I'm going to take this to this agency. They're going to do it. They're going to seize the money. Somebody is going to take this guy down. They're going to seize all of this Mm -hmm. money this way. We are set and we take a disgusting human being off the map. See, I'm totally behind them. See, the, it's like, well, I want them to do this kind of bad thing. It's kind of questionable, yet the other guy's far worse and they do deserve the money. And I'm just saying, like, this guy gets murdered and, you know, like, I have $17 million. Who, who's really losing there? I'm mm-hmm. not. Um, it, it, it almost feels like a kind of a taken meets Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this team of guys. Um, and the film actually started out from, uh, the team that did, uh, zero dark 30 and hurt locker, which when you start watching the movie, it completely makes sense that Catherine Bigelow was once attached to this. And she's still even an executive producer on it. I think because of how far it just, it ended up in development hell, hell, the, the writer and the director, I believe are both credited in this. Well, the, the writer obviously is credited, but the director who was previously attached to it and the names that have been on this movie. Like at one point, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, um, and who was the other? Um, Casey Affleck. Like the names that have interchanged on this movie. Like, and like, I'm saying like, they're all that. Like Oscar Isaacs is the star of the most recent Star Wars. Like Ben Affleck is the former Batman of mm-hmm. the DC. Like Tom Hanks, I don't, I really don't feel like I should have to explain to exactly. anybody. Like, Tom Hanks, like origin, it's basically like telling the story like of Christ. Like people have probably heard about it at this point. I'm going to put it out there. Um, Johnny Depp, like also a name that was like thrown around on it. I I just, I cannot believe that with all these names that you have an Oscar winning director, you have an Oscar nominated writer. I didn't think you could say no to anything. Tom Hanks says Mm -hmm. that he'll do like I, Assumed at this point, he just, he rubbed his two Oscars together, the blue fairy <laughs> appeared, and the movie had funding. But whatever, the, it, the, the film ended up um, kind of going to the wayside. It kept getting like different directors and like different actors. So eventually, I think Netflix was like, okay, we'll, we'll buy this thing. Like This thing? Yeah. You guys seem mildly interested. We'll make well, it. I mean, we got, hey, got, how much money do we have back there? And they're just like... 75 million. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got that in the walls of our of our house, too. Do you guys want to do that? Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay, so um, did you find it to be a good movie? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just you believe that these guys had a, rela- a very strained, like, relationship back in the day. You accept that, like, they have this begrudging respect, like, for one. The, all of the relationships are very honest. The action mm-hmm. in the film is just solid. Like, Whoever did the cinematography on it, I'm just saying, like, if 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 I did not, if I was not told, if I did not know conclusively that this was a made for Netflix movie, I would have assumed I just missed it in theaters or something like it just it looks like a movie. Like when I saw what was the the sand uh, bird bird box bird box. Yeah, bird box. Is hilarious. It doesn't feel like a movie movie to me, though. Like, and I don't mean it looks cheap, but I'm just saying, like, I accept it. I was like, okay, maybe yeah, that is a, a Netflix movie. Like, it's made for, it's not really made for TV, but like, 
it didn't look like a movie movie to me. Triple Frontier feels like a film that got released again. Like I said, that I just mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I must have must have been busy that that month or something. Like just this gorgeous movie, talented set of actors. Like everything about this is cinematic, and it just dropped on Netflix. You've got um, the the Highwaymen. I believe it's got uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Like they're the two of the guys that were trying to hunt down Bonnie and Clyde, and I think it drops at the end of this month. Also, looks like an looks like this movie from nineteen ninety seven. Like that, I just again must have must have missed it when it was in theaters. Like nothing that I've seen as far as the preview indicates to me that this is not a legit for real like you know Paramount Pictures Universal whatever movie mm-hmm. like. If Netflix can maintain this kind of quality, I, I don't see any reason you don't start seeing that paradigm like start shifting. It, it, actors don't get to drive movies like they used to. Like back right. in the day, if you know George Clooney or Jim Carrey or whomever, if they were in a movie, you could open a movie based on the fact that you know Robin Williams was in the movie or Tom Hanks was in the movie. Now it's franchises. It's IPs. Mm -hmm. But at Netflix, the actor can be the star again. Like, it's a big deal that Oscar Isaacs and Ben Affleck are in that movie. Now, kind of along the same vein, uh, Adam and I both have the ability, dare I say the superpower, to accept someone's art separately from their personal life. No matter how distasteful their personal life might be, I can accept the art for what it is. Well, uh, the uh, Michael Jackson, like his recent HBO documentary. Can I, can I. Have you seen it yet? I've not got to watch all of it yet. I'm in the process of it, but I, I, it it is, it doesn't paint him in a very flattering light. Can I see that and still recognize that like Thriller is one of the greatest um, music videos of all time? Yeah. Does it kind of taint some of that like when i try to you know go back and watch remember the time or scream or any of that yeah it's well, that's hard kind of where i'm going uh i know in now i don't remember what country but somewhere not here uh stations were pulling michael jackson music after that came out on uh yeah. hbo and it's like okay really i mean those of us who lived through it we all knew something was going on at least, oh so, yeah. yeah, obviously like something was going on. It, I mean, there was there was a very well known like uh, court case like that involved like just and I don't mean like that he was trying to like you know embezzle money or something. It was about that. Like mm-hmm. this is a this is a reasonably well known fact. Like right. when he died, is it ten years ago? Was it oh eight or oh nine? I don't remember. So it's right at a decade. It seems like it was a few months ago. No, but it is not. Pretty pretty sure it was. Huh. About ten years ago. Wow. Um, like sales and his greatest hits, like Spike. I'm just like, I don't know if because we're so far removed from his passing that now it's okay if we start criticizing. Whenever, whenever somebody initially passes, like you're often thought of as a monster if you're just like, yeah, but Gus was a jerk. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't say that at his funeral. Like, I, I feel like. My my wife is probably going to have to deal with something like that. Just going like, as as we speak now, like for 
Would any of those in attendance like to give their remembrance of Adam? Adam was a jerk. So Sit down. You're just assuming. I'm, that you're I'm going assuming. First. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm going first. Yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, so uh, tell me how much of the Michael Jackson uh, documentary you have seen. Like more than half enough? No, I, I, I don't think. a stupid way I'm for not me to quite, phrase that. I'm not quite half in. Is it, is it well produced? It's, I'll tell you, like. It, is I think it riveting? You and I have even covered HBO. Knows how to put together a documentary. Yes, we do love them. It's enough that, like, it is really scuttled Michael Jackson, like, album sales. Like, the estate of Michael Jackson has, like, hit them, like, with the the litigious smackdown. What I read the other day was LaToya, who, when I say LaToya, you can just assume it's followed by an eye roll. You know, it's like LaToya. She's (sighs) not the most credible of the Jacksons. And yet, some old interviews with LaToya have, of course, resurfaced where she said, yeah, he does this, this, and this. But LaToya also said a lot of crazy things, and she was pretty much dismissed. Well, I don't I don't remember the stand-up comedian that pointed out, and they go, but this is also the family that buys each other faces for, you know, Christmas or the birthday. So, <laughs> Through that. I mean, the, the Jacksons were not a, a traditionally, like, normal family. Like, Let's say, like, when when my family is hungry, and I'm like, let's go out to McDonald's, guys. Like, I don't think they ever had that kind of no. moment. So, we're we're clear. We're absolutely <laughs> we're absolutely clear on the um, on what Michael Jackson did for yes. American music, but uh, with Michael Jackson, and now on a much Completely smaller scale, from, let's talk. Yeah. Lori Laughlin, do you think Hallmark should have pulled all of her films? Now, I'm going to surprise you, Adam in particular. I've never seen a Lori Laughlin Hallmark film. My ever. my experience with Lori Laughlin uh begins and ends with the point that I've had to walk into my daughter's room, kiss her goodnight, tell her I love her while she's binging Full House and Fuller House. She has seen them in the same way that I have seen, like, the next generation in Deep Space Nine. Like, the way that my parlance can, like, flip it and I'll be like, oh, it's not unlike that episode in Mm -hmm. season four. Like, how I can draw a a parallel, if you'll give me a minute, between some episode of Star Trek or a movie. She can do that. She'll be like, ah, well, that's like the time Uncle Joey and Uncle (laughs) Joey. Like, she does, that's that's her kind of, I guess, bridge into, you know, the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, let's say, academic in my knowledge of Full House, Fuller House, or Lori Laughlin. Um, I have not seen her Hallmark films. To be I fair, know she had a lot of them. I don't know that I have ever watched a Hallmark film in its entirety. I am aware of its existence. So when we look at what Michael Jackson is accused of, and we look at what Lori Laughlin is accused of, it seems to me like they're art is being treated the same way and yet one is perceptively um potentially much much worse yes that's my point i mean i'm not saying that she allegedly didn't do something that i, I think she shouldn't more, have done yes because um and yeah you want your kid to get into a great school and oh geez bribe some people to say that they're on the crew team when they never did crew i get it. that's not a good thing i get that but she's getting a backlash i think 
like someone who is accused of much more serious crimes. And as I don't remember the individual on Twitter that said it, but they more or less said, so what's the difference in doing that and like getting the library named after you because you donated to the like, right. Like, are you like, let's say, you know, like Westington, like John Westington, like donated this amount of money, got the library there. And now, um, Bob Westington, his his grandson, wants to go to that college. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that kid gets in there? Like the one that's named for the library that's on there? I'm pretty sure, like, and, and I'm not saying you need to bribe your way, you know, that, that academics don't need to be done based on, like, the people's talent. I, I'm just saying, like, I think it's a really weird thing to get up in arms about, especially when you're talking about, like, especially by comparison— Michael Jackson's yes. alleged crimes and Lori Laughlin's are, are both of them guilty of things. Yeah. Is one of them definitely, definitely worse? Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh yeah. Like it, it, in a, in a catastrophic way. Yeah. So that was just my take on it. seems like, Oh, we're going to get rid of all Netflix has pulled. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's, she's kind of, yeah, she's and gone. I, I think she's got a she clothing line or, a makeup line or so, something like that. I don't remember. One of her it. daughters has a Sephora makeup line. Maybe that's okay. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. And uh, they dropped her. And I watched her. She apparently is a YouTube influencer. Now, I see a lot more YouTube influencers than you do. Probably. Yes. And I watched some of her stuff. I found it intensely irritating, yet typical of the age and the medium. Well, I... Like, what's uh, Jake Paul? Like, one of my sons, like, had that on YouTube one day. And I immediately, within 30 seconds of seeing it, went, turn it off. (laughs) Turn it off now. Never watch it. Like, it, it, it's not made for me. Correct. That's, I'm not the, I'm not the demographic for anything except I think Dr. Scholl's and probably like goodies powder. Like, now. I I found I believed what she said. She apologized for saying that she just wanted to go to school to party. I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of kids who just wanted to go to college to party. Yeah. So um, I can't really fault her for that. I'm going to go ahead and say that 117% of the kids that went to college went there to maybe party a little. Yeah. So I, she was just speaking. A, a modicum what, of party. Like We've all seen Animal House. We all know about the parties. Speaking of which... I think Rodney Dangerfield falsified something. <laughs> I don't think, I think he's older than he should be. Perhaps. So uh, that's just a thought. I, I think they're overreacting with her. Well, I, I think when you have the no talk, like you have to measure what, like the, okay, Roseanne getting fired by Disney versus James Gunn getting fired by Disney. Like both of them said things that they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. One of them continues to say it. One mm-hmm. of them did it like 10, 9, 10 years ago. Which one of them is wrong? Well, they're, they're, they were both wrong. It's, they right. both said things that they definitely shouldn't have said. Um, Roseanne, I, I don't know how her publicist has not thrown her phone against the wall and <laughs> broke it and just be like, listen, you're, you can't, you can't, you're, I, you're going to make yourself unemployable. You have to stop that. Like, don't say what you're thinking anymore. Tell me, and I'll type it into your Twitter, okay? I think that Roseanne's publicist is probably friends with 
Trump's publicist so they can just, you know, kvetch to each other. I just like he said not to do it. Like she got take she got fired from a show called Roseanne and like she's not the 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 Snoo- like Snoopy neighbor on the show. She's the, the the name of the show character. By the way, is the Connors renewed? I believe, uh, yeah, like I I believe most re- it, it it's had a successful run at the okay. very the very least, not as successful as it was when it was Roseanne. But I'm just saying, like, if she can be fired from a show called Roseanne, like that that I mean, it sends a definite message to people: you're not above it. But like, what what happened? James Gunn was recently rehired. And here's another conversation, which we have no answer to. Kevin Spacey, great actor, creepy human being. I, I dare say disgusting. Sure, being. yes, yes. Let's go with that, uh, which I really hate because I enjoy his impressions so much. Oh, yeah, him but, on Saturday Night yes, Live doing just, just, just a Walter foul, Matthew. disgusting yeah. human being, unfortunately. Um, he and Roseanne treated the same way, and yet... I would weigh their um, well, so there go, ills which, differently. Does, does Kevin Spacey deserve not to work again? I would argue he probably, like, he does not. I, I think he's just kind of outed himself, like, so far from the spectrum of acceptance. Like, right. I don't think you can argue for him. And I, yet Roseanne speaks foolishly. I, and yet... Not to support her, and honestly, I don't remember half of what she said. I just know it was, seriously, you said that? That's stupid and wrong. And you, you, you yeah. committed it to your Twitter. I know, like. and that's just dumb. But uh, it was not a criminal act. No. Was was it insensitive or was it probably Very the much wrong so. thing to say? Yeah. But yes. Like, there, there are no, like, no one is bringing, like, judicial action against However, her. However, is she not being treated the same way as Kevin Spacey work-wise? She's being largely... I don't know that Roseanne is unemployable forever. Like I think Kevin Spacey, like I, I think it, I mean he's just he's Spacey done. and Cosby are in their own club. Well, they, well, Cosby <laughs> is about to be in the same. R. Kelly's about to be in the, <laughs> the the Bill Cosby club. Like they're they're in a very um, let's say limited membership. Yeah. Uh, so it's just interesting. I have no answers on it um, at all. It just crossed my mind that. I don't know how we can figure out when it comes to art and artists that the, the punishment, the punishment, the punishment needs to fit the crime. And I guess because this is new in that it is now public information, though, I'm sure all of these things went on before people said worse things than Roseanne ever, ever put on Twitter and it was accepted and it was wrong, but they've done that for years. Well, I mean, like, okay diabetes like did we know what that was back in the 1500s no they probably thought like you had a demon in you or you had bad humors and they bled you or they tied rocks to you and sunk you to make sure that like it wasn't witchcraft Mm -hmm. like did it exist then probably they just didn't know either about it or they didn't know what it was like because of the way information is really available i'm not going to say to everybody but like we live in the information age like that the the libraries that were burned when like Rome got sacked and all mm-hmm. that like we live in in an environment where I I can ask any I can ask the stupidest question possible like to my computer and within point three seconds 
it will give me 10 different sources that I can use to get that, like mm-hmm. that, that, that ability that to get that kind of information at your fingertips, like while, while it probably should be used for the betterment of mankind, it's often used to review, review films and <laughs> movies, uh, maybe food. Um, Sometimes I wonder how different our lives and by our lives. I mean, specifically mine and Adam's would be if we never listened to music or read comic books or books or watched movies ever. I mean, I would have I would have read parchment and I, I would have seen like, you know, plays at the, you know, the Parthenon or what. Like, I, I think I like I like entertainment. Like, I like information. I like to digest like stories in some mm-hmm. way. I, I think no matter what age I'm in, I, I think I still try to kind of bring myself to that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I I love 4K televisions, 5.1 surround sound like I don't I don't mind that I live when I do, but I think it's something I would have sought out. Like if it wasn't that I would have, you know, listened to the bard that was sitting outside mm-hmm. the city, like, you know, playing playing the lute and telling me of the, the history of the this, that or the other. Like, I, I think that's the person I mean, I we can have a show where oh, no one heard it at all talking about this bard as opposed to this bard. Yes. <laughs> well, you know. Here on the recordion, uh, we'll, we'll be doing this on the Nickelodeon. Jane, did you see the... Well, binge or cringe on the newest Nickelodeons. So... Did you see man sneezing? I did. What happened? He sneezed. To, to summarize... Is that how people talked back then? I can I assume, only assume. I hope so. I assume. Uh, to summarize, um, uh, Arrested Development, all of it is out now. Some of it is binge-worthy. All HBO documentaries are binge-worthy, even though they are... During some of them, you probably don't want to eat. No, like, that's for sure. And They're definitely informative. And the Michael Jackson one is both binge-worthy and cringe-worthy at the it's, same time. Yes, for different, I'm guessing, different reasons we usually cringe at this. I'm guessing his music isn't in it, is it? Um, I, I, can't I can't imagine that him. his estate would have just been like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead and use the girl as mine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, hey, oh, excuse me. Well, uh-huh. he did say Listen. he was bad. Oh. Anyway, and, oh. and, uh, the movie Triple Frontier. Yes. On Netflix. Watch it. It is good. So I guess to binge it, you need to watch it twice in a row. I would, honest to goodness, this is one, if you've got a surround sound, you got a friend that's got like a big screen television or something like that. Fine. Seek it out. Like okay. it's a, it's a big, it's big screen entertainment. All right. So um, next week we will have watched more things and might even talk about what we've watched as opposed to what we haven't watched. True story. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. Binge or Cringe starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.